hey, if you're only using your mindset skills to grow your business, you are missing out on so many other areas of your life to be using your mindset skills. Mindset really is everything. I have brought on one of the special moms from the Mother's Day podcast special. If you haven't taken a listen to that, definitely check that one out. I brought on Laura O'Hagan because I just loved her story around mindset, how it changed everything in her business, but also in her life in general, her parenting. And so enjoy this episode in this very fun, raw conversation. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand hire and work with. Amazing. So good to be here, Laurieann. Thank you for having me. Um, So my name is Laura O'Hagan. I'm a mindset coach and business strategist, and I work with coaches. So I work with coaches on their kind of whole journey of their coaching business, whether they're wanting to get booked out for the very first time, they're growing to six figures or they're scaling beyond um, using, you know, a blend of mindset and strategy, which I love. Um, I'm based in Australia, so you may recognize the accent or if you're wondering what is that accent, it's Australian. Um, So I live on the Gold Coast in Australia with my two little kids and run my business from here. So super excited to dive into this conversation today. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for that intro. So one of the things about Laura is that she actually comes from an, a, a corporate accounting background where she, she was just telling me that she did that for about 10 years, which I find so interesting because, you know, accounting is very left brain. So she mm-hmm. went from this very left brain, you know, job, um, career, all the way to like, you're really shifting over into that right brain because it's all about mindset really is about like our bodies and, and emotions and dreaming, mm. you know, whereas like our left brain, like accounting and like everything's like, basically it's black and white. <laughs> right. Yes. It's so interesting how you mentioned that. Cause I hadn't really thought about it like that before, but it's so true. Like the journey of mindset and personal growth and self-awareness um, isn't always black and white. It isn't, doesn't always have this like really linear path. It can sometimes feel like two steps forward, one step back. Um, and accounting is very much, sometimes there is a little bit of gray, um, but it's very process driven, right? Like we do this thing and then we do this thing and this is how we analyze. So it was so interesting how you said that. Cause I hadn't thought about it in that way. And I really think it's like, what I've done is bought like that blend of like structure, but also like that freedom, um, of like fluidity through mindset work. So it's really fun. Yeah. So, so you know, like, I think, I just think like mindset is everything. I'm like trying to spit out like three different things at once here, but I, what you just said about like how you brought this, this process, you know, this, Mm. um, you worded it much better than I am, but like, so how did you, I basically, basically I'm trying to say like, how did you take that structure and bring it over to the mindset? Because you're right. It is two steps forward, a step back hopefully two more steps forward, only a little baby step back. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So initially when I very first had the idea of doing um, a coaching business, I really just focused on the business processes and structures. So that's how I kind of initially made that transition. Um, This was like quite a long time ago because I kind of like dabbled and then kind of stayed in corporate and then kind of went all in later. Um, and so what became clear to me through that process was I was working with clients and it was so interesting because I was seeing like we'd talk about the strategies and the things that they needed to do. And then I was kind of meeting them a week later and they hadn't done it. Um, and not because they were lazy or anything like that, but what I didn't kind of click in at that time was there was this missing piece around the mindset, right? So that became really clear to me. And then I started to see like, oh, I've got my own mindset stuff too. Cause when I first started, I, you know, had the fear of being seen and like still being in the corporate job. Like I had all of those things that are so common. So I really like dove into the mindset work. Like I'd been quite interested in personal development already for some time. And I really like dove into that work for myself and then, you know, did a couple of coaching certifications to be able to support my clients with it as well. And I really saw that like taking the action in your business brings up the mindset, right? So it allows like it to kind of have a structured path where we're working on things and moving things forward from the strategy side. And as you take the action, just like I saw with those clients in my very first few clients, it brings up those mindset challenges. So then we could focus on them. So it's like a structured path to bring things up. Cause I think sometimes with mindset, we can be like, Oh, like tell me about your mindset problems. Right. And either we can't see them um, or there's just so much there. Right. And when it's like layers and um, it can be hard to figure out sometimes where would be the best place to start. So starting on like a structured process towards something really like brings up the things that are most pressing and allows us to work on those things that are going to have the biggest impact and then kind of move through the layers. So that's kind of how I came to be doing mindset and how it kind of sits in the structure of, you know, building and growing a business and watching what comes up and, you know, using that to foster awareness. And then we can kind of dive in on those things. Okay. We have got to talk about this now (laughs) because you're the first person that I've ever heard say structured process. That's where your mindset issues, um, the gaps are going to show up. Mm, I've never heard anybody actually say that. And, and I love it because it actually brings that, especially if you're if you're new to mindset work, um, or even just, you know, I don't want to say new to personal development because Mm. personal development can be like, here, go set these goals. I mean, like I got like a library of books that I've never read, but (laughs) having that structured process, you know, and that's where stuff like appears. I mean, we all hear that new level, new devil, which is the mindset work, but can you just like give my listeners like an example of Like, here's like a step, here's a process that like I typically give my clients and sometimes this is what I'll see. So I know, cause that's what it sounds like you you're able to pick out what their mindset issues are. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So what will, what will usually happen? So like, I have a bit of a, well, not a bit of a, I have a clear kind of, I always think of business growth as like a bit of a highway, 
right? So thinking of a highway, like people can come on at different points, you know, like there's exits and entrances onto the highway. We're all moving in the same direction. You know, there's trucks on there. Um, there's BMWs that can go really fast. There's like all kinds of like different vehicles. Everyone's going at their own pace, but they're all moving in the same direction, right? And so people come on at different points and people want to exit at different points too. Some people have a very clear goal. And that once they get there, they're like, that's that's what I want my business to be. That's my ultimate dream. And some people have like these dreams to like hit milestones and keep going, right? So I always think about it like that. So the process that, you know, not in terms of like the te- like the tactical level for every client, obviously there's like nuances and differences in what is everyone's individual strengths and how they, you know, execute the strategy for themselves. But overall, like the highway of business has these like certain checkpoints. So thinking of like the towns that you drive through or whatever, um, that everyone kind of moves through. So starting right at the start with like, you know, setting the vision, identifying your niche, right? Like what are your offers through to like then a scalable suite of um, offers that can take your business into multi six figures and all of those things. So I really think of it like that. Like we're all traveling on this highway. We all want to move at different paces. We all want to like come on and off at different points. So that's why I can like work with clients at different points in their journey because they're kind of zooming on and joining at a different point. So I kind of think about like all those towns that you pass through as like the markers or the checkpoints, right? So I have this like, I guess like process that I know what we need to be working on to like hit the next goal in their business. And that's kind of like the process. Um, So someone right up at the start of their business, like I mentioned before, we're going to start like, what's your niche? Who are your ideal clients, right? Like, who are you serving? What is this business all about? And like, what problem do you solve? And even that can be challenging to start with. That will bring up mindset things, right? The first thing is often like, oh, if I narrow my niche, like, too narrow, I'll miss out on clients, right? Or there won't be enough in my niche, right? So that's one of the first things that can come up. And then we can kind of explore that mindset challenge, which is around scarcity, right? And, um, you know, trusting in your ability to serve clients and pick a viable niche and all the things that come up around that. That's like the very first thing that often people kind of get stumped on. Um, So that's how like, if we didn't have the niche that we were working on, and I just said like, do you have a scarcity mindset, right? People don't know. They're like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, and they'll try and like, bring awareness to maybe something in the past or something like that. But it's not always clear, like, is this like a mindset thing that I need to address? So working on that, like process it becomes very clear because I'll always check in and be like, what comes up for you? What, you know, tell me what sounds scary about this or does this all sound fine? Like, tell me what's coming up there. And then we can kind of process that. Um, And it becomes clear because as soon as you start executing, especially when you move into like visibility, as you've probably seen with a lot of your clients and different things you've experienced, that will just start bringing things up, right? If we're like, this is the plan. You're going to do this in terms of content and all of those things. And then the next week they're like, I didn't do it. Right. We can talk about cool. Like what came up for you around it. And so we're like constantly moving forward on the business journey 
and addressing what needs to be addressed every step of the way. Um, I personally really like that process because what I've seen with mindset work, right? Like we're all humans, right? And by the time we're 20, 30, 40, right? 50, whatever, like we've got a lifetime of stuff that we're carrying. So like you can do mindset work forever. I was going to say forever. Exactly. Like six months, 12 months. And like, there's always more to do like in our evolvement as humans, right? If you're like focusing on growth and really maximizing like what you get out of life, there's always more to do. Um, So like, I think there's something really said to be like in action and in motion and moving forward while addressing the mindset. Um, Because otherwise you could like, you could literally spend six or 12 months doing mindset work and not get anywhere. Yeah. Like you haven't actually moved forward. You might feel like you've had a lot of growth and that's great. I'm not saying that isn't helpful for some people at some times. Um, But I really like moving forward in action and addressing as you go. And that will kind of bring up the biggest thing at every point on that journey. And it gives you confidence all along the way. I mean, one of the things that I say is like, you can't journal your way to success. You actually have to put, like you have to walk. You have to actually take action. You got to get on a live. You got to start a podcast. You just got to. I mean, if you're starting a coaching business, like you got to coach people. Exactly. It's so true, right? Because like in some ways, there's some things you can't out mindset yourself on, right? So they can't be like, oh, I don't feel confident in my ability to get clients results as an example. Like you can journal on that and like do whatever, but at some point you recognize like the way I'm going to feel more confident is to start working with a couple of clients, right? Like the same with, you know, like you said, doing live streams, like that's such a big one for people, right? You can do mindset work to prepare yourself for it, but mm-hmm. you spend six months doing mindset work about being confident on live stream, confident on live streams and don't actually do a live stream. You're not like, you won't feel significantly more confident six months later, where if you had spent maybe a month doing mindset work prepping and then five months of doing weekly live streams, right? You will have so much more confidence in yourself in that process. So I love that because I think sometimes it's not always clear, like what, like what is like the purpose of mindset work um, or like what's its role. And I really think it's so important to be paired with action right? To grow like that inner confidence, that self-trust. Yes. Yes. I just have to go back to about picking uh, a niche, a niche specialty. Um, One of the things that I tell my clients is like, you're not getting married. Yeah. Just like, I just tell them like, just date a niche, a niche, you know, however you want to. I love how you guys say niche. Just date them because it's through dating them that you'll realize, you know what? I really don't like these people. Yeah. Right. Or I, I, you know, and then you try, then you date somebody else and it's like, oh my God, I had no idea I was going to love these people. Yeah. You know, just to realize like, you're not married. You're not getting married. Yeah. Yes. I think that's so important because that's something too, where people feel like picking a niche or a niche is like a permanent life decision. Like you said, like, you know, like moving house or like picking a life partner. And it's really like, 
it's like an evolvement, right? Like I'm sure most of us who have been in business for a couple of years, like it's evolved as we've gone. But like you said, like if you're not dating, you're not figuring out like, who do I like? Who do I not like? You know, what am I enjoying? What am I not enjoying? And so that that niche really allows you to like get started and get rolling. So if someone's like really um, adverse to picking a niche, I'll usually say like, this is what we're going to go at for three months. And then in three months you can reevaluate, right? So it's not a permanent life decision. Right. You're not like stuck with this forever, but like we need to get in action like we've talked about. So everything's kind of moving forward. And with that data and your experience, you can weigh up like, is does this seem like the right niche for me? Do I kind of want to shift it or refine it? Yeah. And if, you know, look at, look at what happened last year, you might actually have to change your niche. Right. <laughs> you know, right. which you and I both know, like I had to. Yes. Not, well, it was sort of like, yeah, I sort of like changed, but I had to pivot yep. and also word things differently. But going back to like, um, you know, people that are new in business, I think there's that um, mindset of, I have to get it perfect. Mm. I have to get it right. So I need to know exactly what the right answer is, what my business is going to look like before I even take a step forward. Mm. You see that a lot? Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Because we were, you know, I, I know that I was like that. In the right. Beginning. It's like that. And it, it, it unfolds in so many different ways too. Like I have to have a perfect website before I can go and make offers. Like I have to have a perfect offer before I can start like, you know, inviting people onto discovery calls or whatever, like that thought process. It's one of those like sneaky ones where it sounds like you're just, you know, striving for the best and holding really high standards, but it's actually a form of like avoidance often and like fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. Like, thinking I have to pick the perfect niche. Like, it's so funny. I don't know if you feel this way um, where like sometimes I'm, I think with my clients, like we kind of need to pick something, but in a way it also doesn't matter as much as we think it matters, right? Yes. So it's about being in that action, right? And just knowing it will will refine, like it will get better. And like, we're not striving for perfect, Um Cause I can tell you like lots of things in my business definitely aren't perfect. And I'm sure you probably feel the way. With yes. your business, right. And like perfect isn't what creates results in business, right? It's like the action and being in it and like getting feedback and being willing to fail forward. All the things that um, often aren't respected in like different streams of life. Right. Cause we're told like, go for a, you know, at high school or university or college, right. Like show up and like work really hard, be the best. Like all of this is kind of ingrained into us. And then in business, it's almost like we have to let some of that go. Yeah. Really I, like allow it to be imperfect. And just having it be fun. Yes. You know, yeah. it's amazing how the more fun you bring in your energy just changes and boy, like you just show up differently. Right. You know, instead of the, oh, I have to do this live. I yes. have to write this content. Like I, what I tell people is like, do something fun beforehand. Yeah. You know, like, well, when I was um, a professional speaker, I had a playlist and there were two songs that I would play just before I was getting on stage. I would find a quiet corner somewhere in the conference. I would kick off my heels. And I would pace up this, sometimes it was like a service hallway. 
mm-hmm. but I would just walk really fast a- along with just like, you know, my earbuds in, I'm listening to these two songs that just really pep me up because I know that I have to be like 150% just so that my audience will feel like maybe 75%. They'll feel half of that. But, you know, people always thought like, was I nervous getting on stage? Well, of course. But I got myself ready by movement and by music. And I still, and honestly, I still do this today. Um, Just before I'm going to get on like a sales call. (laughs) There's a a couple of songs that I'll listen to. Yep. So that I just show up. Yeah. So I just show up powerfully and yep. just, I feel good. And I'm, it's, it's energy. It's, it's vibe. It's, yes. I want to do my best. Yes. You hit like on such a good point there where like the strategy is important, right? And we're not saying like, there's no strategy, but in a way it's like your confidence in it is what people buy into your energy behind it. If you're like, I was just, um, I was getting coached in a mastermind that I'm in yesterday and we were talking about like being in love with your offer, right? Being so in love with it that your audience or like the person you're on a call with falls in love with it too, right? Like people are relying on that, like from you, like that confidence, that belief in the process, that excitement or you know whatever it is that's your kind of thing that you bring but they're using that as much as like the sales page to make a decision yes if not more you know it's so true like I always say to people we're buying your confidence yeah I mean think like let's just take it out of the, the the coaching business but think about something that you went to the store remember when we used to go to the store to buy things Um, but think about like when you went to the store and, you know, if the person said, well, I think we have it in stock, Mm. like, I think it, you know, it comes with all the parts that you need. You're like, you're just like, you know, can, can you just go check? Like, I'm just, you know, I'm sure you're the same way. Like, you know, we have, you know, we've been coaching for a while. So I hear what people aren't saying. I hear what they're saying, you know, between the lines. But it's that confidence versus, yeah, we have that in stock. Let me go get it for you. Yeah. You know, or yeah, that's exactly what this what this like program is gonna do. You're gonna love it. It's like, thank you. Okay, I'll take one. Yes. I'm just as you said that, I was imagining like, you know, when you like try on something in the store and you're like, I think this looks pretty good. Like, and then the salesperson is like, that looks amazing on you. Like, that's the perfect dress for your event or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I thought it looked pretty good, but now, right? Like as long as you're going to wear it and out can, of the store. <laughs> right? And you can tell when they're being like truthful around it, right? But like, that's what your people want to hear. Like you said, like, this is the program that's going to take you on that journey or get that result for you, right? Like, like you said, with like, when you talked about all the parts, I was imagining like buying a bike and they're like, oh, I think the tie's in there. I don't know. Right. And you're like, can you go and check that the whole bike's in that box before I walk out of the store? Like that's going to translate to your people. If you're like, well, yeah, like some people have kind of found it to be good. Right. Like versus like, this is the entire journey and every step of the way you need to walk on to get there. Right. And I'm confident in my ability to guide you through that. Like that is so different. Right. And that's the missing piece. I think sometimes people don't realize how important that is that people 
need to like trust you and trust your ability to guide them through the process as much as they kind of need to trust themselves and that needs like that needs to come through I just love that conversation around like they are buying your confidence like it's so true before Mm -hmm. they buy anything else I want to know that you're the coach that's going to help me start my business that you know like all the steps that I need to take me from point A to point B versus, you know, um, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking of like back in the beginning, like when I started coaching, like the coaching school that I went through years ago, it was like, like you got on the call and you're just like, so what do you want to talk about today? Mm. Like, and trust me, like if my clients show up and they don't, they don't have an agenda, I have an agenda for them. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's why they hired us is because I'm like, I see three to four steps ahead of where they are right now. Exactly. Right. And when they know like, Hey, when you don't know what to do, I've got you. Yeah. That that trust is like, they're like, okay, like this is why, right. This is why I'm hiring the coach. Like she is so clear that if I don't know, she's going to know and be able to guide me. So yes. Right. Like I think the coaching industry shifted a little bit, right. In the past few years where like people are looking as much for processes, right. And like support through the steps. Whereas like a while ago, like I think coaching was just like, what's on your mind and like, tell me kind of what's been coming up and like, not it. And and there's different styles of coaching. Like obviously business coaching is very much a process, but I think that's something people are looking for now to really feel confident in the coach that they're hiring is that there is a process or like milestones or markers. There's like a pathway that they're going to be taken on. Exactly. Exactly. Very well. So let's talk about how mindset has changed you as a mom. Okay. Okay. Yes. So good. All right. Do you have a specific question? No, not really. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is really interesting. Um, The more like work I've done on myself, the more like, and I'm not perfect and I'm definitely not like a a parenting coach or anything like that. Um, But like, the more mindset work I've done, the more I can like relax into parenting. I think when I had my daughter, um, like she's my first, that was, she's six now. So six years ago, right. Like, I think I like had this perception of like, this is how it's supposed to be. And, you know, like, just like what we were talking about before, like there's so many rules and like how we think it's supposed to be. And like all these perceptions from other people, Um, mindset work has really allowed me to like create my own way of being a parent and our own life and not really worried about like what other people think or when other people have their opinions on how things should be done. Like all of that, I've really been able to let go of. Um, something else that I also think is like realizing that like you can't control humans, right? (laughs) Is like, it's something we see as adults a lot. We realize like, oh, I'm wanting my partner to behave a certain way or my boss to behave a certain way or my clients to behave a certain way, right? And realizing that we can't control what other people do. Like, this has just been such a huge mindset shift for me. 
Right. And like realizing we often want to control people so that we feel a certain way. Um, And when I like that clicked for me and then I started to see it with my kids, like that gave me a lot of freedom because I was almost like thinking they shouldn't be kids. Right. It's like they need to do it this way. They need to listen. They need to whatever. Um, And just like that mindset work of like allowing and just like not having expectations on the way things should look or the way it should be has given me a lot of freedom because people often comment to me that I'm quite relaxed in terms of like, you know, I'm never kind of like rushing, like I drop the kids off. I'm running a multi six figure, like coaching business, like all the things. Um, But I'm not like stressed about any of it. I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. Um, But just like that acceptance and that like, things are always unfolding in the way like they're supposed to be and like trusting from that perspective. That's been huge for me because um, I used to be a bit of a control freak. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I think all of us. Yeah. So would you say that your business is actually a reflection of you being a mom? Mm Hmm. Cause I'm just here. So I'll, I'll explain this a little bit more while, yeah. while you, while you ponder this I'm question. Like, interesting. So I'm just hearing you say like, you know, like the more mindset work that I did, like the more relaxed I am, you know, as a mom, um, because you and I were in a mastermind together. Like, I know, like, you know, like you're relaxed as a business owner, you're running this, like you said, like a multi six figure business, you know, it doesn't stress you, you know, it's, and again, like, it's not to say that we don't have bad days, yes. but we don't like, it doesn't derail you as like, that's it. Like I'm a terrible mother from here on out. It's Mm. like, you know how to get back on track. Same thing with business. Yes. This is one of those things which I think I said in that mother's day interview, um, mother's day interview that I learned the lesson in business. And then I think it just applied to everything. Right. Which was in business, I was making myself wrong a lot and I never really saw that. So my coach, um, who, you know, we're, we've got the same coach, helped me really see that I was like consistently making myself wrong. No matter what I did in business, I almost was like thinking, well, like it wasn't good enough or maybe I should have done it differently. And one, like, one day we just decided like, I'm no longer going to do that. Like there's just no room for making myself wrong anymore. And that's actually where my business started to explode. Um, but also like I, I apply the same thing for, with parenting. Like I know a lot of um, people tell me about mum guilt, right? And I'm just like, I just like, I just don't do that to myself. Like I just recognize like I'm doing the best I can. I'm made decisions that suit the best for our family. Yes, there's trade-offs, right, around everything. Um, But, like, I don't allow myself to feel bad about that, right? And I think that was a huge piece that overflowed from business. So, yes, in some ways, like, the lessons from business are overflowing into parenting and making that feel easier, better, more enjoyable, right? Because there's nothing fun about like feeling like no matter what decision you make, you've made the wrong one, 
right? right? No matter what you do, whether, you know, you put your children in before school care or vacation care a couple of days in the school holidays mm-hmm. or whatever, like some people I see make themselves so wrong about that. And I'm just like, oh, it's so interesting. I just, that's just not an option for me. I'm like, I've got a business, I've got two kids, like this is kind of what it needs to look like. And it gives me a lot of flexibility to spend time with them where if I was in a nine to five, I couldn't. But also my business needs certain things from me at certain points too. And that means there are little trade-offs to make there too. I think it's so interesting. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but yes, that has definitely been a huge spillover. And then you're raising these two humans, right? Two, yes. Two. You're raising these two humans that are being raised in this home of mindset, Mm. no mommy guilt. I mean, the the lessons that you're teaching them that are just spilling over, that's going to affect like their friends and the way that they become parents. I mean, it's just like, it just like makes my heart sing. Oh, it's a, it's amazing. And like I said, don't get me wrong. Like I'm definitely not perfect, but like, I always, um, you know, like I always tell my daughter, like the most important person to love is yourself first. And it's so cute. She comes out sometimes. She's like, she's like, I love Cooper. That's her brother. I love Cooper. I love mom. I love dad. And I really love myself too. And I'm just like, Oh, like, I wish someone was teaching me that at like five or six, like, it's just those things. Yeah. Like set them up. And again, it's not to say like things in life that are hard won't happen. And I think that's something too, that can get lost a little bit in our space sometimes around, you know, talking about how business can feel easy and hard stuff still happens. Um, But so it's not to say like things that are challenging won't come up for them, but they're resourced to handle things. So like you said, when you've got those resources, it might, you know, like it might not be such a big derailment. You know how to bring yourself back. And that's the same in business, I think, where we get lost with this whole ease thing sometimes is people think they're doing it wrong if they have challenges in their business but it's like around having the tools to come back from that and not allowing that to derail you like it would without those so yes perfect like so interesting that how like the lessons you know it's like what we say like what you do in one area kind of you do everywhere yes, yes exactly yeah what you do one place yeah is you do everywhere what's um a couple of book of your favorite mindset books that you would recommend mm. to people amazing the book that like really like changed my business and the way like I viewed like success as a possibility for me was um Jen Sincero you are a badass at making money I just hilarious and it's like so funny like I um I gift it a lot to people Mm -hmm. um and it's so funny like the opening chapter is like it's, it's like it's a bit like out there it's like talking about like sex and all of these things that I'm like, I hope people like don't get the wrong idea, but it's so funny. And that's why I think it's so good because like it's making business and money and success like really light and fun. So I just love that book because I listened to it on audio, um, Audible. So it's like her narrating it. That's how I first discovered it. I'm like, this is so good. Um, So I love that book. Something else that really helped me is – you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, one of his ones, I'm just trying to think of the name because there's quite a few. It's the one around, 
the something about being you? Yes. I can't see it from here, but I have it. I've blanked on the name, but basically, um, I'll make sure I get the name for you to put in, but it's all about like how the brain works. And what was so eye-opening for me there was I spent like a number of years, like with really like crazy intense anxiety. And um, what I saw from that book is like how our brain gets like addicted to certain feelings. Yes. And like we just hardwire that in, but like we have the ability to change that. Um, So I just loved that book in terms of like understanding the brain. And he talks about like how he had an injury with his back and like the work he did to um, fix that. So that book from like a mindset and like understanding like the science behind it without it being super sciencey is really good. Yes. I learned about that book um, waiting for an airplane at at the airport and the woman that was sitting next to me. I'm not sure if if I was reading something else, but we just ended up having a conversation. She was like, Hey, like, I just like, I love this particular book. And I, and I'm, that might've been my first introduction into Dr. Joe Dispenza. Cause I remember like, I got on the plane first and I saw her come and I was like, well, what's the name of that book again? (laughs) So I was literally had my phone open and like, Hey, this sounds like a really good recommendation. Like I was, I was buying it right then and there. It's so good. Yeah. Right. Cause I think sometimes we think like mindset is like woo woo. Right. And like coming from like an accounting background, people are like, Oh, that's so interesting. Right. But like, there's this whole science behind it. And like, I am not a science person. Like science is like hard for me. Um, but like recognizing like that book's like a good bridge where it's like not super technical, but recognizing like there is this whole scientific thing behind it and how our brain works. Right. And that's what we're actually working on. Like, I just love that. And I love you'd like discovered it in an airport. You're like, this is the best thing ever. Like, it's just like, there's always things guiding us to those lessons. Yes. And if you haven't read the book, and even if you're like not into like what what we would call like this woo woo stuff, um, Mm. you could read the book to understand why you are where you are. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, it'll just, it tells you, I mean, it's, I think it's, the title is the science of being you. Yes. It's something like that. It's very much like that, but I'll make sure that that's down in the show notes. Laura, before we end, please tell people where they can find you and like, and so that they can find you and uh, come into your world. Yes. Amazing. So um, if you're looking for me, the best place to come find me and say hi is Instagram. So I'm under the handle Laura J O'Hagan there. Um, I also have a Facebook group full of amazing coaches. It's called the Coaches Collective. So if you want to be in our community, that's another great place to come and connect. So I'd love to connect with you there um, and hear if you're reading that book, what came up for you out of this interview as well. So fun. Well, thank you very much. And I'll make sure that all that information is down in the show notes. Laura, this was a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. I'm glad that we were able to arrange this. Me too. I feel like we could talk for hours, but yes, this has been amazing. (laughs) Yeah, we could talk for hours. We'll just have to have you back on again. I would love to. It's been amazing. I so appreciate you. I'm so happy that we've connected and thank you so much for inviting me for this talk. It's been so fun. Thank you. See you guys all next week. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. 
You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.